Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, so it's the new year here. Zaslow Show 2.0, 2023. And this week, of course, as uh, as I'm away, we, we've set up a bunch of guests, so we're still able to hang out. We're still able to do some fun stuff with you guys. Appreciate you still listening to the show throughout this week. And joining us here is one of my favorites, okay? Chris Van Vliet, who, you know, you've seen Deco Drive down here, WSB had seven, uh, you know, movie critic, celebrity interviewer. You got the, you got uh, wrestling. Uh, you've been on AWTV. You got the YouTube channel. You got insight with Chris Van Vliet. Uh, really great to have you on the show here. Uh, where where are you with us from right now? Are you in California? Where are you? Are you at your home? Yeah, I'm in California right now. And I'm so glad we're doing this. 
for the first time face to face like this. So happy new year, Jay Z. Thank Did, you. Did anybody call you Jay Z? When you know, when I was a kid, everyone Jay Z, a few people when I was a kid, but now I, I always it's funny you, you mentioned that. I always introduce myself as Jonathan. All right. And so it'll take maybe 10 minutes later. So I'm like, oh, you're Zaslo. <laughs> I always introduce myself as Jonathan, but everyone calls me Zaslo. Does Jonathan then get turned into John, Johnny, everything else? No, no, I've never been a Johnny. Sometimes as sometimes when I was younger, some would call me John. But re- I don't know. Maybe Jonathan's too long for people to say. It's too difficult because it's it's all Zaslo. Now, Jonathan Zaslow is a brand, though. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, Chris I think Van Vliet is great to say, yeah. terrible to spell. But everyone remembers, though. Like, there aren't any other Chris There aren't any other Chris Van Vliet's out there. There aren't any other Zaslows. No one's getting us confused with other people. This is good. I like yeah. Zaz. It's so good. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining me here. I appreciate it, man. I always love having you on the on the radio show and now the podcasting world. You got one of the most successful podcasts out there. Is there uh, the guests you get are phenomenal. I'm in the middle of, you know, I think your most recent episode is Eric Bischoff. I'm in the middle of that one right now. Uh, Do you have like a do you have like a white whale as far as celebrity guests that you've you know, I know you're there with all the movie press junkets. Do you have uh, someone who you just haven't been able to get on the show and you're dying to? For years, I've been saying the one guest I want to get is Vince McMahon. And I just feel like, man, that's but not But nobody's getting him. That's not just you. Not anymore, right? When he did Pat McAfee's show, and it was his first public interview in 18 years, I went, oh my gosh, yeah. maybe it's possible. This maybe could possibly happen sometime. And then, you know, everything went down in WWE. And I went, oh, I don't think he's ever going to do another interview. Even if he lives for another 40 years, I just don't think Which it's going to happen now. He will live another 40 years. He's not, if, he, if, if not another 140 years. Right. So is that the most shocking? Is that the most shocked you've ever been as a pro wrestling fan? Because I definitely thought Vince McMahon was going to run WWE until he died. I'm sure that was his intention was to run it till he died. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously what happened is what happened. And I think that this was their way to kind of save face, kind of try to sweep this under the carpet and move forward as quickly as they can. And that's kind of what they did here. But that news came out of nowhere. Like that news of him retiring or being forced to retire just kind of just popped up and they didn't really talk about it much more. That Wall Street Journal article, you know, is out there and everything's in it that you ever would want to know about that. And that was kind of it. And the interesting thing as a wrestling fan for me is we had all been saying for the last five, maybe even 10 years, WWE needs a change. WWE is stale. So many fans are going, what is Vince McMahon doing bringing someone who's so over in NXT and then bringing them to the main roster and taking away their name or their ring gear or their entrance theme and completely changing them? Triple H seems to have his finger on the pulse of what fans are certainly more interested in. And WWE is in the best shape that it's been in probably in 10 or 15 years right now with Triple H at the helm. And he's just getting started. So I'm really curious to see what happens when everything that Vince kind of had his hand on kind of starts to mold into more like what Triple H is working on. And that could take another six or 12 or 18 months. But I'm really excited in 2023, especially, but 2024, 2025, what WWE is going to start to look like. They've just been on fire, okay, the last like, 
six months, really probably going back to SummerSlam, which I think was yeah. kind of Triple H's first big show that he had his hands on. He started to make the, you know, the the return debuts where you had like Io Shirai and Dakota Kai and uh, like SmackDown, uh, you know, th- this past the last episode of, of 2022. Oh my God, what a what a great show. And here's the thing, you know, I, I do a pro wrestling show under Zazzo Shoots Show 2.0. It's called It's Still Real to Me. And such a great name, by thank the you. Way. They, you gotta I love get that people, guy on your show. Thank you. I love when people understand the reference, you know. Yeah, uh, I see that guy at conventions all the time. Yeah. He should come on your show. Yeah, I, I should get him on eventually. So, and I said to my co-host Joey, I was like, one of the things that amazes me the most about Triple H since taking over. How does he keep the debuts, the returns as a secret in today's mm-hmm. day and age of pro wrestling? We managed to know everything. Charlotte Flair, re, you know, she reappears out of nowhere. How do, how do they keep it a secret? And that's really when pro wrestling's at its best, yes. when we're surprised as fans. Yeah, we we live in this era now where fans want to know everything and then somehow at the same time want to be surprised. And it's like, you can't have both. And WWE has been really good, like for years, really good. At, I, I think a lot of it's using the corporate jet of like getting people in and out. You know, you're not flying into the major airports. I think that's pretty helpful. But I think that wrestling is at its best when you are genuinely shocked. You don't know whose music is going to hit. This is why I love the Royal Rumble. And, you know, we're almost at Royal Rumble time right now. And that's one of the biggest things that people watch. Like, you know, you know, 20 ish people that are going to enter the Rumble, but there's always some surprises. And I think now with Triple H fully running the show, this could be the most exciting Royal Rumble that we ever see. Well, and and WrestleMania is going to be in your neck of the woods. Okay. WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. Do you have like some, have you started to map out stuff for that, that you want to be doing? Do you have a plan? I love that they call it Hollywood. It's like nowhere near Hollywood. Right, it's so right. funny the the branding of that. It's uh you know it's it's where the Chargers and the uh the Raiders uh, Char Char geez, and Rams, Chargers, Chargers and, and Rams Rams play. I think it's and, similar and, to when they're showing a dolphin game and they're showing live shots of South Beach. Oh yeah. Like do you understand? Yeah, right there that. to the west is Carroll City. Okay, like we're nowhere near <laughs> South Beach right now. It's very like when similar. when LeBron took his talents to South Beach. Right. What, like, was he? What was he doing? He wasn't playing basketball in South Beach. Yeah, like it's not that far from South Beach, but it's downtown Miami. I mean, it's a good fifteen minute drive. You know, it's yeah. not exactly South Beach. So, do you have anything planned for for this? So I've, I've been starting to figure this out and trying to figure out. You know, because stuff's gonna be really spread out and. I've been to a bunch of WrestleManias. This will be my 12th WrestleMania that I've attended. Cool. The best WrestleManias, in my opinion, have been New Orleans because everything's within like three city blocks, which is great. If you want to go have a drink, that's over here. If you want to go to a convention, that's over here. If you want to go to the show, that's right here. It's going to be really spread out here. And the thing is, WrestleMania just keeps getting more and more exciting because there's so many things. If you've done anything in the world of wrestling, you're going to be in that city during WrestleMania week. So there's going to be so so many indie shows. There's going to be so many signings. There's going to be so many other events going on. So it's for me, it's just a matter of like, all right, where, where can I go and get the b- biggest bang for my buck or biggest bang for my time there? So I, I'm, I'm, I haven't figured this out yet, but we've got... Th- Three, yeah. yeah, three months to figure this yeah. out. Yeah, uh, we've been to three WrestleManias, 33, 34, and 37. Uh, 
I don't think we're going to to this one in Hollywood, but the one in Philadelphia for WrestleMania 40, that could be something right here on the East Coast. That could be the next one we go to. Do you have not necessarily WrestleMania, but do you have a favorite moment that you've been at, in attendance for? 100% and it was WrestleMania. It was the first WrestleMania that I attended. So I'm, I'm from Toronto and it was WrestleMania 18. I was 18 years old and it was Raw Hogan. And I went into that fully intending to cheer for The Rock, yeah. who is my all-time favorite wrestler and favorite wrestling character. And then as soon as Hogan's music hit, I went, ah, I'm re- I really am a Hulkamaniac. And that match just proves that wrestling needs to be in front of a crowd. And like it, it, you know, I watch that back now, and I get goosebumps watching it back. I, I'm getting goosebumps right now just yeah. talking about it, because that crowd reaction there was so incredible. The first five minutes, it was unbelievable. And it changed the course of the match. And I've talked to both Hogan and The Rock about this. And like, everybody knows, like, Hogan was supposed to be the bad guy. He came out wearing the black and white, came out with the NWO theme music, and Rock was supposed to be the good guy. And when the fans turned on him, they just rolled with it. And it became, in my opinion, the best wrestling match of all time. Like, that's a match you can show to somebody who's never watched pro wrestling. And they go, oh, I, I get it. I love the story that like I've heard Hogan talk about it and how they had to change the match on the fly. Yeah. And and Hogan was able to tell early on, this is not going to work what we have planned. And he he says to Rock in the middle of the match, do you want me to fix this? <laughs> and and then Hogan kind of took control of calling the match. And of course, he fixed it. And they went in like a bit of a different direction. Like he he seems to be probably the you know, is he the greatest technical wrestler? No, of course not. But he seems yeah. to be probably the greatest of all time when it comes to reading that crowd, Hulk Hogan. Well, and that and that's what makes a pro wrestler a great pro wrestler. It's not about all the moves you can do in the ring. It's how can you evoke that reaction out of the crowd, whether you're getting them to cheer for you or you're, or you're getting them to boo for you. That is what makes you a great pro wrestler is being able to get the crowd in the palm of your hand and just being able to pull those strings like a marionette and just getting them to do whatever you want. That match was amazing. So I remember the first few minutes I'm, I'm going into the match. I'm cheering for the rock too. Hogan. He's so bad. I mean, he just ran, I think last week's episode, he ran a, a tractor trailer into the rocks car. That, that, that's attempted murder. Oh, that's right. That's I, attempted murder. I, I, he's like, I, I'm going to NWO style. <laughs> I'm I mean, going to lay the smack down on you. You know, so I'm I'm cheering for The Rock, you know, and The Rock comes down to the ring, all right, and I'm watching it, you know, on my couch. I don't know where I was. And and then you get the first couple lockups, and, and Hogan throws Rock to the ground, and Rock's kind of shook, and Hogan does the old Hulkster poses, and the crowd is going ape shit behind yes. him. And, and I say to myself, Oh my God, I'm cheering for Hogan. I'm, I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm cheering for Hogan. I'm cheering. For, it's Hulk Hogan. It's Toronto. It's Sky Dome. <laughs> Hogan's back. I'm cheering for Hogan. And, and it, it was like, it was an incredible turn of events. In and just there's that a moment there specifically where he flexes for the first yeah. time, like you're describing, and you can see the look on Hogan's face. He's been a heel for years up to this yeah. point. It's like the I'm crowd back. is going bananas. And he goes, like, it's almost like real, this realization, like, that's yeah. for me. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. You know, yeah. like that. Oh, it was, that. it was so That's cool. Pro wrestling. Yeah, it was. Yeah. If you don't like that, you don't like pro, pro wrestling's not for you. If you don't like yeah. that. I, that's it's such good stuff. Uh, you got a, do you have a pro wrestling Mount Rushmore? It's always so tough to answer this because to narrow down to just four, 
Um, but after I interviewed Hogan and Flair at the same time four years ago uh, in Hollywood, Florida. They, yeah, they were, were doing, doing like a tour. I, I went to the one here in Hollywood. They were doing a tour where they were doing like a, an open mic kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, hosted by Eric Bischoff. So that was the first time I interviewed Eric Bischoff. Then it was Hogan and Flair together. I was like, this is amazing. So I was like, for me, those two are, you know, on my Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. And I think that Mount Rushmore's are are so subjective because it's based on like, when you were born, when you got yeah. into wrestling. And for me, I really got into it in the Attitude Era. So Hogan and Flair kind of got me there. And I think that once we're in it, you got to go Undertaker, you know, one of the greatest of all time. And then it's tough to get that fourth spot because Rock meant so much to me. But when you really look at his wrestling career, he's really only active for like seven or eight years. So mm-hmm. I-, I go with Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, as my fourth person on there. Obviously, no disrespect to anybody else who you know isn't on that list. But yeah, that that's my Mount Rushmore. But it, it really tough to narrow it down to just four. It's very hard. And you know what's a weird thing to me? Whenever wrestling fans or people in wrestling media talk about greatest wrestlers of all time, I don't you don't need to say that he's the greatest of all time, but how come no one ever talks about Brock Lesnar in this conversation? Mm. I mean, he's like, like he's magic when he's out there, when he wants, when he's really invested, he's phenomenal. And, and he's, he might be the greatest combat sports athlete of all time. Mm, that, man, look, you're making a great case for him. It, it's funny though. He does, he's not even on a lot of people's top 10 list. No. Nope. And I get it. Right. Cause when you're talking greatest of all time, you, you've got to talk about, Bret Hart. You've got to talk about Eddie. Of course, you've got to talk about The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then you're going to probably throw Ric Flair on there and Bruno San Martino. And it's, you know, I think you keep going and going and going. And then you land on, well, yeah, Brock was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like he's a total freak. We've never seen anyone like him. It's just, it's weird to me. Uh, give me uh, the greatest wrestler entrance theme song when i tell you when 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 you when i say what's the greatest wrestler entrance theme what's the first one that comes to mind like what is the quintessential wwe wwf uh theme okay i'm gonna give you two answers here because i think the quintessential theme is the glass shattering stone cold steve austin because from just the 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 glass shattering and the first few guitar riffs you're like oh like this is this is serious (laughs) business right here for me, it's Triple H. And I have a tough time, whether it's the old school, the one with China, the one, two, is yeah. this the one? Yeah. Or it's time to play the game because they're both so, so good. And I listen to them on like a, a Walkman at the gym when I was in high school, like on repeat. So that for me is my personal. And, you know, Triple H was my guy. I had a poster of him on my wall. And uh, I just loved when he did that heel turn and, became the game he became my guy at that point let's uh let's segue here into into some movie stuff here and the way that i'm going to do that is this is a this is a a conversation that i think has been taking place recently on social media best wrestler turned actor and i think this conversation started because of the movie which i actually saw with my son a couple days ago we finally sat down and we watched glass onion and, you know, with which Dave Batista is, of course, in yeah. and Ryan Johnson, the d- writer, director of the movie, recently said that Dave Batista is the greatest wrestler turned actor. So between I mean, I don't think there's any discussion. Well, the discussion would be it's John Cena, The Rock, Dave Batista. Yeah. Who's the best wrestler turned actor? I, I think it's 
so difficult because they all bring so much to the table in their own way. But I think if we're talking about just pure acting range, it, it truly is Dave Batista. I agree. And and I think that when you look at his role, he's hilarious in Stuber. Which Stuber is, is that, such a funny movie. So good. And then he has this turn there where he gets like super emotional too. And I actually asked him about that. He's just like, yeah, I just, I just, I went there, you know, like that was a really important thing for me. And as great as The Rock is, you know, biggest box office draw in the world, arguably the biggest celebrity in the world, he doesn't have the range that Dave Bautista has. The Rock, in every movie, he's The Rock. Yeah. Although I will say, I think that The Rock's best performance is actually in Ballers. Like, we saw the biggest range that he had in, in Ballers, and, you know, it wasn't a big movie. It's obviously a great TV show on HBO, but I think that if more people want to see what The Rock is truly capable of doing, it, go watch that. But... Yeah, I really think it's uh, it's Dave Bautista. And yeah. I, I interviewed him early on when he was a henchman inspector, the James Bond film. And I said, like, this transition you've made is amazing because there's so many wrestlers that go in, you know, do a film and they have like one line. They're the tough guy at the bar. They're the bouncer in a movie or something like that. And he said, yeah, I mean, those roles were on the table, but I, I didn't want to do any of them. I wanted roles I could really like sink my mm -hmm. teeth into. And it's like, like he has been so good at picking the right roles and I think so much so that people, there's a lot of people that are Dave Batista fans that have never seen a, a Batista wrestling match. And I think that that just goes to show that he is so successful in Hollywood that it kind of overshadows what he did in WWE. Well, I mean, you know, Sheesh, we could say the same thing. If you're, if you're like a 20 year old movie fan, maybe even 25 year old movie fan, like, do you know that Dwayne Johnson was the rock? And he was like, <laughs> one of the greatest ever. You probably don't know that this guy was the top movie star there is in the world. He had a really huge wrestling career that you probably have never seen. And there's probably a lot of stuff that The Rock like hopes that you don't see or don't remember from that era. I was having a conversation with, it was me and another wrestling fan explaining, you know, kind of like explaining wrestling to somebody who doesn't watch. And they were saying like, so The Rock's character... Um, it was, it was kind of a bully. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, he was. He, and no one would ever really describe him like that because he was so incredibly entertaining. But when you really think about it, he was a bully. I mean, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know Chris Jericho used to, but I'm pretty sure The Rock is called, which would never fly in 2022. Pretty sure he's called Stephanie McMahon on live television a trash bag whore. Like yeah. <laughs> that would never fly today in 2022. Oh, there's, there's lots of clips of the rock saying the R word, you know, referring yeah. to other wrestlers like that. That would also not fly. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, favorite celebrity interview movie stars. Who have you had the most fun with? I, I've been so fortunate to have so many amazing conversations with so many people, but be, being a wrestling fan, the rock has a real special place in my heart. And does he, did he like, does he live up to it? The first time you sat yeah. down with him? Yeah. I've interviewed him now. 10 times, not that I'm counting or anything, Zaslow, but uh, if if you are a Dwayne Johnson fan, they always say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but if you're a Dwayne Johnson fan, you should do whatever you can to meet him. Because he really just seems like the real deal. He is. And not only is he like kind and funny, but he's self-aware. And I think that that's a is lacking in a lot of celebrities, especially ones that are at the, the height that he's at with his fame right now. He turns the moment around and he, he includes you in the moment. He brings you into it. So it's not just the camera and the spotlight on him. He brings you into that moment. He, you know, like 
there's been times where, oh, it looks like you've been working out or like, oh, I like that uh, great shirt that you're wearing. Or like most recently, I asked him for some parenting advice. I, you know, I'm going to be a father for the first time. My, my daughter's due in May. And I was interviewing him and I said, you know, could you give me some advice to be a great father like you? And he took two minutes to explain this great story to me. And it's just like, you don't need to do that. But that's just who he is. And, you know, he has this great quote. It's his favorite quote. He says it all the time. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And he truly lives by that. I love the videos where, you know, he'll be driving around and he'll just he'll start recording on his phone and he rolls his window down and he just says hello to people and then they freak out. And you could tell that he's getting joy out of making these people happy. And I love seeing that because I, I feel like if I had his type of fame, and celebrity, I feel like I would do fun stuff like that every now and then, you know? I, he seems like he does enjoy that. And it doesn't come across like it's self-indulgent at all. It comes across like he's truly like giving this moment to somebody else. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I love about him. And I, I think that there's a lot of people that just see him now with the success that he has and the fame that he has now. And they don't understand that there was like a big struggle there. Like his company is called seven bucks production. A lot of people know the story, but like he got cut from the CFL and had seven bucks in his pocket when he went back to his house with an eviction sign on the door. And like everything that he has, he has worked his ass off for. And I think there's not enough, enough people that respect that. If, uh, if you had to bet, are we going to get him at WrestleMania? Or are we doing it? I don't know. I don't know I, either. I, I think that if, if there was ever a time to have The Rock at WrestleMania, it would be in Hollywood. The Rock's 50 years old right now. Roman Reigns is at the top of his game. It makes sense. Uh, but I think that if it does happen, it's the last match that we see of The Rock. I, I, there, there's no reason The Rock would go in and win. So I think The Rock just goes in, puts Roman over, passes the torch, and then Rock you know, rides off into the Hollywood sunset and makes movies for the next 50 years. What do you make of the state of movies these days? Like I saw recently, you know, the movie Babylon came out. Great cast, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, totally bombed. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, people like I don't think people are going to the movies anymore unless we're talking a major action flick or unless we're talking a superhero movie. Movies like Babylon, like these good dramas, um, I think people just want to watch them streaming at home. Like, what do you make of the state of movies and movie theaters? Well, Babylon was directed by one of my famous favorite favorite directors, Damien Chazelle, who also directed La La Land, First Man, and Whiplash was one of my favorite movies of all time. I think that movies like Babylon and also Amsterdam and the, the numbers that they did or didn't do at the box office shows that people are willing to go to the movies, but only for certain things. Like Top Gun Maverick, absolutely crushed at the box office. Avatar The Way of Water, absolutely crushed, right? It, it was the highest grossing film of the year and it did it in like three weeks. So I think it, a lot of people are saying, oh, people don't go to the movies anymore. Not true. People go to the movies when it's like a spectacle. Yeah. And I and when it's something that they have to see in theaters. So I don't think that this, you know, says to studios that every movie needs to be Avatar or every movie needs to be a superhero film, but I think to get people to actually go to the theater, it needs to be an experience. And I I think that a movie like Babylon, I think people go, yeah, I'll I'll just watch it at home or I'll just wait for it to be available so I can watch it at home. When's the last time you had that big experience at a movie theater where like this was so much fun? 
Yeah, it was Avatar. Uh, and I'll be honest, I didn't love the first Avatar movie. I thought the technology was really cool, but the story itself, I mean, everybody's talked about this. It's, it's Fern Gully, basically. It's Pocahontas. It's and Dances it's with Wolves. Right, It exactly. And I, I saw that first movie and went, yeah, I mean, the technology was beautiful, but yeah, I don't, I don't really see it. And it's funny you say years. that about the first Avatar because I can't get through Avatar. I don't think it's any good, but you're telling um, me I got to go see the second one. Oh, it's way better than okay. the first one. And I also thought after 12 years, no one is going to care enough to want to see the next Clearly Avatar movie. It's it's so worth seeing. And, and I think that... Uh, that's the type of movie. And look, I, I see a lot of movies, right? It's part of my job and I'm in, I'm in the theater a lot. But that's the type of movie where like, I think if you can get excited when you're going into the theater and then be leaving the theater going, man, that was mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And, and that was that was the last movie that did it for me. What's the movie when you're at home, you're with your wife, you guys are looking for something to watch on television, you pass by it on the guide, you have to stop on it every time. I don't rewatch a ton of movies. I'm more of the person who wants to watch new movies and you know see what new directors have to offer or a new performance from somebody. But my favorite movie, and I think the most rewatchable movie of all time, is Back to the Future. Like that is <laughs> as close to a perfect movie as you can get. And the thing I really love about Back to the Future is it reminds us that moments are important. It reminds us that if this thing doesn't happen, then this thing doesn't happen. And I, I, I think about that all the time in my life. And Back to the Future is just this great reminder of that. Michael J. Fox is really the rare actor, right? That you won't find anyone who says anything negative about him. That's so true. So true. And that movie, you that movie just timeless too. Like that's a movie I can't wait, you know, when my daughter's old enough to show my daughter that movie because it's just a magical film. Yeah, like like a year or two ago, my oldest son is almost 14 and he had never seen the Back to the Future movies. And we sat down and we binged all three of them in a row. He loved them and they hold up really well. And matter of fact, I never liked the third one so much. And after mm. rewatching it, the third one's really good. Third one's good. It's still the weakest of the three, though. I don't know that I think it's the weakest anymore. I think it's better than two. I think it's better oh than two. Oh my gosh, I no. Do. I think it's better no than two way. now. I do. The whole turn there with Biff in number two and the amount of things that they predicted that actually did end up happening yeah, that, in 2015. Yeah, that, that Biff's character in two is exactly Donald Trump, right? <laughs> I I said that to I said that to Robert Zemeckis, the film's director, and he's like, ah, we couldn't have even been as ambitious <laughs> enough to think that even Biff would want to run for president. Uh, this has been uh, this has been really fun, Chris. Uh, finally, before I let you go here, what's your favorite thing going on in pro wrestling right now? I think it's Sami Zayn. Uh, it is so incredibly entertaining to watch, and I love that he took the crumbs that they were giving him mm -hmm. and he put them together in a borrow a phrase from my good friend, Matt Cardona. It takes crumbs to make crumb cake. And he put all of those together and he's just ran with it. And anytime he's on the can uh, on screen, doesn't matter who he's sharing the screen with you're looking at him. And I think that that's, that's such a good sign that he's doing a lot of things, right? That finished uh, war games and him and Jay Uso hug in the end is my favorite moment in years in pro wrestling. It was Look, really good. I, I, there's so much good stuff going on in wrestling right now. WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan. It, it's exciting. I say it all the time. It's the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan. I think so too. And, and I, I love that we just have so many options. Chris, tell everyone, of course, how they can check out your YouTube channel and, of course, Insight and, and everything you got going on. You're a very busy man. 
Zazlo, thank you again for having me on. Always so good to chat with you. And congrats to you on Zazlo Show 2.0 and uh, all the success that you're having with this. Thanks. Wherever you're listening to this, if it's the podcast, you can find my podcast, Insight with Chris Van Vliet. On YouTube, it's just my name, at Chris Van Vliet, and uh, also the same on uh, all social media. Man, I'm excited to see what 2023 is going to bring for you. Thank you. When are you getting down to South Florida again? Do you miss coming down here? That's a good question. Of course I miss being down there. I don't know, but next time I'm down there, why don't we do this in person? Yeah, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you very much. Now, thank you, brother. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, and right now, You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task. Unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com. 954 Five eight nine two two zero four.